Hey guys, I want to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And how do I know? Because Todd Orndorff on a podcast now switched to Anchor. And it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Can you imagine not having to lug all of your equipment every place you go to do an interview or record? You can do it all right from your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to be heard, they send you there. You do the fun stuff, they do the hard stuff. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. He's known worldwide. You heard him. That's far. Mr. Toto. Let's go. Dying a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co-host. That knows most. And that's Johnny. And I'm Toddy. This is the TC. What's up, what's up, and good evening to you. This is Todd Orner from the Toddcast coming at you from the great state of PA, Central PA to be exact. My name is Todd Orndorf. I'll be your party host for this evening. And along with me today, from parts unknown, he's the hype man for Tattooed in the Wild, the raging redneck himself, the title holder, the castle of Venice, the K, and the man who will not shoot a Jake, Johnny Simonetti, or Simonetti, it never matters, because he's ready. Johnny, what's up, my friend? What's up, my homie? <laughs> Why like would I you? What, no, you did good. But why would you say I would never shoot a Jake? I have shot a Jake I, before. I just decided not to take this Jake this morning. Thirty-five yards, clean. We had three of them just hammering behind us. I told Dallas. Looked at Dallas. Dallas is the uh, co-owner of Tattooed and Water. Looked at Dallas. I said, "I'm not going to shoot that Jake." And he he's like, "What?" I said, I'm not going to shoot it <laughs> because I'm out there for food. That's it. <laughs> well, then you had 135 yards. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it, it like I said, when you got you had food, that's a chip shot. and You had food 35 yards away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't regret my decision. Now, at the end of the season, I might if I don't shoot anything. But this morning I looked at Dallas. Dude, he had a half-inch beard coming out of his chest. The damn thing was so young, I don't even think it had a voice yet. Cause he, we couldn't even get him to shot gobble. We watched this bird for I know forty minutes this morning. It was funny as hell. If Dallas posts the 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 video of it, I'll 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 post it. I'll put it out there. But it was hilarious, dude. It was. It took him forty-five minutes just to get to within thirty-five yards. And you got to realize, yeah. you know, Dallas. When you hunt with Dallas and Keith, they're they're a bunch of jokesters, and most of the time, if we're in a blind or we're by a tree, and some of the times I think we don't see turkey because we're laughing so much because we're just sitting there ribbing each other. So I got I I told Dallas this morning I said, dude, I got to put my coat back on. I said I'm getting cold. I had one arm in the sleeve, and Dallas looked up to me. He said, "Don't move." He said, "There's a tom in front of a redhead in front of us." And I looked at him, I'm like, and I said, this, these were my exact words. I said, bullshit. He said, no, 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 no. He said, I'm serious. Don't move. He said, I swear on everything. 
don't move. So I, I froze and I kind of leaned down real slow. And sure enough, he was right. I mean, we, I looked out the blind and there was a turkey standing there, big old red head. He, I mean, he was just red as he could be. So I, you know, I ended up easing down and setting down, got my binoculars up and he said, do you see a beard? I said, no, I don't, I don't see a beard. And it just, the thing just stood there for, I know, a good seven, eight minutes. Just never freaking moved. Finally, it moved and it started to, you know, it took a couple steps. And I said, long beard, long beard. And so we were ready. But what it ended up being was when he started to walk, he had his left side wing was down. And I thought that was a beard hanging down. Well, it was his wing. Because once he stopped walking, I, I, of course, like I said, I had the binoculars on him the whole time. And I'm like, nah, dude, that's that's a Jake. That's a Jake. And like I said, it was a half inch beard. And I looked at Dallas. I said, I'm not shooting that bird. I said, we got three hammering behind us. I said, I'm not going to shoot this bird. So that's how our that's how this morning went. Yeah, I've heard you say I've heard you say a couple times that you would much rather turkey hunt than deer hunt. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I've been a turkey. I, I've been a, a deer hunter since I was 12 years old, and I love my deer hunt. I absolutely love it. But there's something about turkey hunting that, you know, if you make a call and you get one to gobble back to you this morning, you know, in the morning, dude, it's it, you, it'll just get you fired up. The first bird we heard this morning was. I don't know. It was probably three, four hundred yards away. And I'm like, I looked at Dallas and I said, like, dude, I know this property. I said, where's that bird at? So he pulled up his Onyx maps and we're looking. <laughs> we're like, it's got to be in somebody's backyard because there's no woods back there at all. So right. we we knew that that bird was going to eventually have to work his way towards us. And I would say probably around 830 we heard Dallas made a call. We were calling like every 20 minutes, probably he would make a call just to, just to listen. And he made the call. Like I said, I, I'm going to say it's around eight 30 and one hammered right behind us. And I'm like, Holy shit. He's right there. I mean, he wasn't, I can guarantee you he wasn't 80 yards away from us when he, when he gobbled. And I'm like, yep, there he is. Here we go. Well, the next thing I know, Dallas said, don't move. He said, here comes a hen. There was a hen that came up from our left, ran right in front of our blind, and ran to this gobbler. Okay? So she cut him off, sure as shit. Well, right after that, we had another one come up, and she was just kind of pecking along, feeding, and she saw the decoys. He got some cool-ass footage this morning. And she just, she walked down to the decoys and she kind of looked and then she kind of walked away. And then Dallas said, strutter, strutter on the ridge. I looked out. I, I never did see it, but he said, you know, probably a hundred yards from us on, uh, close to the field edge, he saw a strutter strutting around. So we made another move today. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, nothing, nothing happened. Oh, but then, like I said, when I was putting on my coat, he said, I, I told you already that Jake was out there. I could, I could have popped him, but I knew we had, uh, Tom's around us. So I wasn't going to shoot that Jake this morning. 
No, I, I've been a deer hunter since I was 12, too, and obviously I love the outdoors as well. But I never really took the time to learn turkey hunting, and everybody that I talked to, our mutual friend Savo, uh, Savo, shout out to you, man. Um, big turkey guy. Yep. Has uh, tattoos of turkeys everywhere. He loves that. He's got them all throughout his house. And everybody says once you get into turkey hunting, you'll never want to do anything else. Yeah, I, I'm 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 going to tell you. You know, like I said, I I started deer hunting when I was 12 years old, and growing up in West Virginia, my grandma she raised turkeys. My grandma Turner. Uh, God rest her soul, loved her to death, sweetest woman in the world. She raised turkeys. And I'll just, I'll never forget, you know, when it was time to have a turkey, she'd go out and kill a turkey. They were hers. She raised them. And she had a nine-bed, I think I've told this story once, but I'm going to tell it again. She had a nine-bedroom, two-story house. And when she killed a turkey, she brought it in. She threw it in a pot to boil it. To pluck, she plucked the turkey. Okay, there was not a place in that house you could go to get away from that smell. It was awesome. <laughs> it was it was unreal. So in my mind, that's how I thought you had to do a turkey. So I'm not going to shoot anything if I'm not going to eat it, unless it's a coyote. But so all these years, I'm like, no, I'm not turkey hunting. No, I'm not turkey hunting. And then when uh. Keith got Dallas into uh, turkey hunting from Keith from uh, Tattooed in the Wild, got Dallas into turkey hunting. He, Dallas was like, dude, you're going to love it. He called me up one day. He said, you know where some turkey are? And I'm like, yeah. He said, well, let's go turkey hunting. He said, here's the deal. He said, if I get you on film killing your first turkey, you have to get a turkey tattoo. I'm like, done. We went out the first day, and I'll be damned if I didn't kill my first turkey that day. We called in. Da- awesome. Dallas called in three different birds, oh, four different birds that morning, and I harvested my first, or I killed my first turkey my first time out, and I have been hooked ever since. It's that wild, huh? Dude, it's nothing like it. I mean, you make a call, and you hear one hammer 200 yards away, you know, wait a little bit and you call again and it's, he's cut the distance in half or, or even more and he gobbles back at you, comes in strutting. So the first weekend that I went out with Dallas, he had me hooked. I was, I was hooked immediately. Then very next weekend, I went out by myself hunting in the blind and I killed one on my own the very next weekend. Dude, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, I've had a couple of years where I didn't kill anything. You know, this is my, I haven't killed anything in two seasons so far, but just going out there to me, going out in the morning, setting up in the dark, you're there, you're setting and you, if you can even hear one gobble on the roof, my day's complete right there. It's, it's, it's a win for me. As long as I can hear one, I'm good. This morning, this morning was slow. I mean, we didn't hear anything on the roost for, quite some time but no it was it was still a good day i could i could have like i said i could have shot that jake but i decided not to because of course there's one out there todd i'm not kidding you if it doesn't not if it doesn't have a 14 inch beard on it 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 don't have nothing there's one out there that is huge i guess we know your next project then (laughs) 
Hey, what's that? You got to get that boy. I got to get him. Yeah, that's my next goal. We we want to get him. Now, and keep in mind, now Dallas, you know, I, I, I'm essential because I, I work at a British uh, restoration uh, shop. I'm essential, so I have to work. So him and his daughter, Piper, she is, I'm going to tell you what you're talking about. Yeah, I see you laughing. You, you, you know how I feel about that. But anyway, they went, <laughs> they went out Tuesday to another property and they both doubled up and the footage of this turkey hunt is, uh, it's unbelievable. Piper is, I didn't see it. I, I, I'll have to show it to you or, yeah, <clears throat> I'll make sure you see it, but the, the video footage is badass. His daughter is a straight killer. And when they, when, when they doubled up the other morning, I text her or, or I sent her a message on Instagram and I said, now you have to teach Uncle Johnny how to shoot like a girl because you're a badass. <laughs> Cause I, I missed one last Saturday. You remember that? You didn't tell me you missed one. Yeah, I actually missed one. Well, I'm pretty sure I hit it, but it wasn't bad enough that it took it down. We, we looked for an hour, but. Looking back at the video footage, I'm pretty sure that I just hit it real, real high and it flew off. So I'm like, I told Piper, I said, you're going to have to teach Uncle Johnny how to shoot like a girl. Because <coughs> evidently I can't shoot. <coughs> Excuse me. That's awesome, dude. That is. That's really cool. Uh, I think our season opens up. I think it's next weekend. I'm not even sure. Got so much stuff going on. But I think youth, it's next weekend. Youth, youth day was today in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And the reason I, I and the reason I know that is from the guys from the uh Whitetail Distraction podcast. Well, I know I will be going out this year. Good. So, uh, we'll make sure so we'll make sure to document this and a uh actually my boss uh he opened up a chapter at the NWTF here in Pennsylvania. He's a big turkey guy. If his phone rings, it gobbles. Everything in his life, <laughs> everything in his life is turkey. Yeah. And uh he he's like, "Look, You've gone out before, but you haven't really gone out. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna uh, start me off and way into turkey hunting this year, Johnny. That's that's awesome, dude. I, I, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. When when you get it, when you get the bug, if you get out there and you hear that gobble off the roost, and, you know where I'm at, I can't run and gun. I can't go after a turkey. You know we have to set up. In a certain area, because I got a small area to hunt. Now there's tons of turkey around us, but I can't run and gun them. You, they have to come to us. But when you're sitting there in the morning, it's dark. It's just starting to get light, and you hear them things hammer on the roost. Dude, it'll give you cold chills. It'll make the hair stand up on your back of your neck. I'm not kidding. That's the rumor. That's what I'm looking forward to, man. I'm really stoked for it. I hope so, dude. I, but you just got to experience one time, one time, and you're hooked. I'm telling you. So, before we got on here, actually, outside of my walls right now, sitting around my brand new deck that I just built and my brand new fire pit is a familiar, as someone who's familiar with our show and familiar with you for an episode, my neighbor Jamil is currently over in my yard right now. Nice. He's sitting around my fire at this very moment. <laughs> Telling stories, and we just had a big debate, and I just want to run a spice since we're talking outdoors. I said I really want to have my bear encounter. I want to get scratched by a bear. I want to come face to face, and if I have to throw knuckles, I'll throw knuckles with a bear. It's just the way I am. It's something I've always wanted to do. So I have this thing. 
And I, and I actually heard this. I believe it was from. I believe I heard it from Rowdy Roddy Piper, the legend himself. He said, "It doesn't matter how big you are, a thumb to the eye will stop anybody." <laughs> so we, so we were talking, which is true if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. Doesn't matter how tough you are, if you get something in your eye, you're gonna. Oh God! Oh. That's it. So we were talking about grizzly bears, and how I said how I want to have a grizzly bear encounter someday. I hope I make it out. I have a, I have a family, but uh, I want to have a grizzly bear encounter. And I was like, you know, their, th- their skulls are like three inches thick, and all this other stuff. If you don't, hey, one good shot's probably not going to put it down. Why on earth, if, if you're getting charged at one, why would you? It's a small target. They got beady little eyes, but why would you not aim for the eye? <laughs> I don't know. What it's? Well, I mean, you're either gonna take it off. It's already coming after you. The thing you're either gonna take it off, or you're gonna be like, I used one shell, baby. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be the ultimate story. But you also got to think about the adrenaline that's gonna be going on if you're getting charged by a bear. Hey, yeah, shit, I'm just gonna be pulling up my gun and, and pulling the trigger as fast as I can. I mean, I'm not gonna be standing there taking aim. I can I can shoot a bottle cap at thirty yards. With my uh, nine millimeter, but if a bear's charging you, you got that adrenaline and shit going on. <laughs> I'm just gonna be pulling the trigger and running. <laughs> uh, take a couple de- take a couple, take a couple breaths, hold it, and then pull the trigger. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let me let me know how that works out for you, brother. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that was my theory. That was my theory on uh, how to stop a grizzly bear. Jamil had a different story. Okay. He has a different theory. He thinks you should bring in an 80-foot crane with a 3,000-pound ball of iron and swing that son of a gun through the woods and knock it right in its teeth. He thinks you should just let a wrecking ball come right down and kapow. That's Jamil's method of hunting. Well, that would do it for sure, but you got to keep in mind he's a – Arab, Mexican, Canadian, so he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> they do things. They do things differently on all, on, uh, in, all th- in all three platforms. But, so, so Johnny, since you're a big turkey guy, and I'm going out basically for like my first real time here, what advice do you have for someone who's never done it? <sighs> Patience. Because if you know, I, I, as you know, I've hunted a lot, man, and it's my thing. Yeah. So, patience. What do you got for somebody who's never done this? Patience. Okay. Patience. Patience is the key. I can't tell you. I, I've only been turkey hunting for ten years, dude. Here's here's the story. When Dallas met Keith, they went fishing, and and I don't want to tell the story and then it's entirely. I think that's something that they need to tell sometime, and it's already been told. But they were fishing, and. and they heard a turkey, they heard a gobble, and Keith started calling to it, and this turkey came right up to him. And Dallas told Keith, he said, I want to hunt that right there. And they went out that first year. That This is before they even started filming for Tattooed in the Wild. They went out, and Dallas has been hooked ever since. And like I said, he called me one day and said, "Do you have?" I've never turkey hunted. He said, do you know where turkey are? Yep. Well, Let's go. I'm coming in this weekend. This is when Dallas still lived in Ohio. And he said, I'm coming in this weekend. Let's let's go film. Let's try to get you a turkey for, for the show. 
wasn't, I didn't have high hopes. I didn't, I'd never done it before. And like I said, Dallas ended up calling in four birds that morning. And we were three quarters of the way through our season when he came in. And the birds were hot. I mean, you, all you had to do was make a call and they came running in. And I told him, I, I told him today, I said, dude, you have spoiled me from the first two turkey hunts I've ever had in my life. I've been spoiled because that's how I thought it was just going to work. You make a turkey call and they come in. No, that's not how it works. That's kind of the impression I had. Yeah. No, that's not always how it is. The property, the property that I hunt, there are my buddy Christopher Price and I went out probably a month and a half ago and we were going to go shed hunting and we counted, I think it was 48 turkeys in one gang. They were still all ganged up month and a half, maybe two months ago. I can't remember, but we counted 48 turkeys in a gang and there were probably, I would say six to eight long beards in that group. And I'm talking, when I say long beards, I'm not talking about six, seven inches. I'm talking, you know, eight to 10 inches or more. The, the problem we're having right now, there are so many hens on this property that if they got a hen in front of them, you're not going to call them away from them. So we're hoping if we can't get it done tomorrow, we're hoping next weekend and the weekend after that will be, will be prime time for us. We're hoping. Because once 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 the hens get bred, then they'll be nesting, and you won't have that comp- competition. It's just it's it's been bad. It's been we've been pulling our hair out. We have set up on the edge of the field, uh, had them gobbling all. We had one gobbling. I don't. We had one probably fifty yards from us in the ruse gobbling one morning, and I, you can clearly hear hearing gobble when I posted it on Instagram that he was not far. And that's the one that I shot over his back because I had some cheap-ass decoys. I had some Cherokee decoys that were made out of plastic. And they... they, they you just called them cheap-ass decoys. There goes a the sponsorship. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> care. They're cheap-ass decoys, dude. They're, they're made out of plastic. When he hit the ground and he looked up and saw the decoys, they're made out of plastic. They have a shine to them. I, ca- I made the post on Instagram. I said, my hands got that soul glow going on because <laughs> they were they were just shiny. Soon as he hit the ground, he popped his head up and looked at those decoys and started beating feet straight away. And Dallas said, shoot him, shoot him. And he was running and I shot and I blew it, you know, got excited. It happens. They say, they say that when, when you're in the moment and you're getting ready to pull the trigger, and that Tom is right there. That it is, and you're on the ground. It is as large as you are. It's, it's massive. Is that is that factual? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you what. They're the, yeah, they're they are that big. The ones that we have here in our area, I shit you not, Todd. I could stand up, and when they raise their heads up, like this morning when that when that uh, Jake raised his head up when he first saw the decoys, I can guarantee you his head would have been at my waist. I shit you not. I don't. Th- I don't think a turkey's that big. Yeah, you don't think so. Our decoys aren't that big, but when you actually see now the hens, no, they're not going to be that big. But if you, even if you get a Jake, you get a mature Tom, 
guaranteed they throw their head up. This morning, I swear, I'll send you the picture uh, when, when we get off here. I guarantee you when he throws his head up straight in the air, I guarantee you his head would be at my waist. And, and folks, I know you can't see Johnny right now, but he is actually emulating these turkeys right now, holding their head up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in full turkey he's, mode right now. He's, uh, dude, I'm stoked. I'm they're calling for we got a chance of thunderstorms in the morning. I, I just hope it don't we I just hope we don't have these thunderstorms. I'm so ready to go back tomorrow. Like I said, I Dallas. Get one, my man. Oh man, I'm hoping, dude. I, I I'm hoping. We got we've got we've got two of them on the ground in the freezer. So I told Dallas, I said, just keep them in the freezer. Let's let me try to get one. And then his daughter loves as you know, his daughter loves my jerky. And so does Dallas. So that's the plan. Let me get one, and then I'm going to be making turkey jerky. Oh, you know where you got to send some. Yeah, I know. Just saying. I got you, brother. So what's the ammunition? What's the gun you're using? I'm using a uh, – shit, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, uh, Remington, five-shot, three-inch, and – dude, that's funny as shit you asked me that. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think of what kind of gun I have. I can't can't remember. Great segment, Johnny. I can't remember, dude. It's not a Browning. It's not a Remington. Is it a Nerf? No. Is it a Nerf gun? Is that why you didn't pull the trigger? You knew it wouldn't penetrate through? No, it's not a Nerf gun. Actually, this morning, and honestly, I can't remember what kind of. Dallas has a Remington. I I was using his gun this morning. He's got an over and under, uh, badass gun. Cause, you know, my gun this morning, I probably wouldn't have taken a shot because when we first saw him, he said, you can hit that turkey from here. And it was probably 60 yards when we first saw it. And I'm like, no, he said, you can hit that bird from here. And I'm like, no. Well, even when it came in to, I would say he was probably 35 yards from us. I said, Dallas, I said, I'm not going to shoot that bird. I, I would have never, the first time we saw that bird, I would have never attempted to shot with my gun. His, his chokes on his gun are unreal. I can't, damn it. I wish I'd have wrote it down. He's, a, it's, it's a badass gun. It's an over and under breakdown. Uh, it was essentially made for waterfowl, <coughs> but <coughs> he's got, he's got chokes put in it that, We'll reach out there and touch him. Wow. So I've been using his guns the past two days. He said, just take my gun. He said, because because the first shot, the, the one I missed last weekend, it was a little far. And like I said, it was running. And he said, you just you just use my gun. You know, he's got one on the ground. His daughter's got one on the ground. So he's like, just take my gun. You know, if if if. Here's the thing. The, when when the first bird I killed out there on this farm, I shot it, and there was three long beards that came through the field. They came onto the property. I shot the first one, and when it they didn't, the other two that were there, they didn't move. They kind of looked around and came, started pecking at him and beating the shit out of this bird. We we could have shot two or three birds that morning. It was unreal. So in my mind, the, the ultimate hunt for me to get on film would to be 
would to have me, Piper, his daughter, and Dallas in the blind, and that same scenario play out for us. So that's all. I I want to triple up so bad. I've doubled up before. I, I doubled up with my buddy Jason that lives up above me, a stamp police officer. I've doubled up uh, with my nephew. I think it was two years ago. We doubled up one morning. Of course, they were both Jakes. He has had about a six inch beard. Mine had a, a a split three inch beard, but we did double up. They were legal birds. So my ultimate goal, I would love nothing more than to triple up with somebody in the blind, especially with Piper. You, I've got to send you the video or show you this video somehow. You talking about a little girl that gets, that is eight up with hunting. That is his daughter. She, cool. oh, dude, it was, it was on freaking real. I loved it. I had tears in my eyes when he sent me the video. You know, she shot her bird. She starts, you know, squealing a little bit. And you can hear, you can hear Dallas say, shh, 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 hold on, hold on, shoot him. Dad. And then you hear, you hear her saying, shoot him, daddy, shoot him. Because the other one was still there. He pulls the trigger and it kind of flies off. And she starts to squeal a little bit. And he says, shh, shh, shh. And the turkey, he told me, he said the turkey circled right back around and started running towards him again. And you can hear her in the video saying, shoot, daddy, shoot. He shoots it, drops it on the ground. And then all you can hear is Piper saying, we did it, daddy. We did it. We did it, daddy. She is squealing. I'm going to tell you what, dude. It, 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 her, awesome. her reactions are unbelievable. She is just ate up with it. And I, I, I love every minute of it. That's super cool. One last thing about the turkey thing. What is your method for the field dressing? Because I've never field dressed a turkey. Skin them. Just skin them out. Dude, the, the, the first one I shot, I, you know, like I said, in my mind, in my head, you had to put this turkey in a boiling pot of hot water and let it stink up your whole house so you could pluck it. And then, you know, you had skin and all. But, when I told Dallas, when Dallas called me and said, "Hey, you know, stuck here," I'm like, "Yeah, but I I don't have no interest." Blah blah blah. No, you don't you don't pluck them, Johnny. He said, "All you gotta do is skin them out." I'm like, "Okay." Well, the first one I got, I brought it home. Well, I still gutted it. I didn't know. I still gutted it. I mean, that's what I thought. That's what you're supposed to do is gut it. That's what I would have done. I had no idea. No, you just skin them, dude. Because I'm gonna tell you what. I've shot, I've, like I said, I've been hunting deer since I was 12 years old. I've gut shot a many a deer and had to clean them out. And you know how bad that is. Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you what. I gutted this turkey out before I skinned it out. And I'm going to tell you what, Todd, it was all I could do to keep from puking. It was awful. I, I called Dallas. I said, dude, I can't do this shit again. I said, that was nasty. I'm gagging. He said, no, you don't even have to gut them, dude. Just skin them out. Just cut the breast out and cut the thighs off and the legs if you want them and this, that, and the other. You don't even have to gut them. But I'm going to tell you what. The first one I got it, it was bad. It was bad, dude. My Our rescue chihuahuas got some of the nastiest breath I've ever, ever, ever smelled. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take, I'll take munchkin kisses, munchkin kisses over the freaking gut in the turkey. It was awful. <laughs> but no, basically you just skin them out. It's all you do. You, you know, you just cut the breast out and then skin off the uh, thighs and the legs if you want them. And now 
to me, I just want the breast because to me, you know, I, I don't like wasting anything. However, the thighs and the legs to me are really, really bitter. You know, they're dark meat. They are, they have an overwhelmingly, I guess, sense of gamey and just real bitter. So I don't keep the thighs or the legs. I, you know, I hate to waste anything off of any animal, but I just cut the breast out, dude. And the, now the wild turkey breast, you can't beat it. It's unreal. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, that's good information. I'm gonna need here. Hopefully, hopefully this year I'll be able to. Hopefully, I'll be able to bag my first, dude. I'm I'm stoked and excited for it. I'll be looking forward but, to um, it. Well, Johnny, I wanted to keep this one sweet. I know you've been turkey hunting, and I know what you think. And we were unable to get one out here on Thursday, so we're doing a little special for you guys uh, here on Saturday. We'll we'll be back on Thursday, but uh, we have something special coming on on uh, on Thursday, Johnny. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. So I just want to give people a heads up on why you should listen on this coming Thursday. I believe I don't I don't know if I if, if I mentioned him on the air at all yet, Johnny. Have I? I don't think so. I don't think I did either. As everybody knows, we are in this crazy, crazy uh, pandemic right now with uh, with COVID, and obviously it's affecting everybody under the sun. You can't avoid anything that's happening you, everybody has to wear a mask everybody has to do this and people are out of work 26 million people filed for unemployment and my best friend one of my absolute best friends in life uh tested positive and has a hellacious story he uh he came through which was awesome great if i recall he was the third case in maryland he was the dude saved me, man. When I was in when I was in Baltimore, Maryland, for all that time, I was uh, from the outside. You wouldn't know, it, but inside, I was kind of a train wreck. Uh, I couldn't relate to anybody. I'm an outdoorsman. People there don't really uh, respect and or understand the outdoors unless you're on the eastern shore. And I was right in Baltimore, and uh, uh, the dude was a friend from the very beginning, and a friend I was in dire need of. And it just turns out he he. Uh, he tested positive for this thing and he documented his entire his entire journey. We were in the casino business together and you know if you kind of think about casinos, you think of chips, you think of money, you think of table games, you think of slots and all these hands are 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 touching all these just imagine how many hands are touching each individual chip all the time. Yep. And it, yeah. and it just so happens he tested positive. And uh he, uh, he made a recovery, and he's willing to come on here and share his story to give people a little bit of insight on what it's really like. Because, you know, you and I are guilty of the same thing. Yep. When this whole thing came out, we were kind of, eh, you know, what it is, you know, it's this, it's that. And he'll tell you he was the same way. Mm-hmm. He was the exact – he had the exact same mindset as I think many people did. But uh, so my good friend – my dear friend, Kenny Smith, will be on the episode this coming Thursday to talk about his experience testing positive for coronavirus and everything he had to go through. And let me tell you, it's going to be a tearjerker. Yeah. Um, Just so you know. Yeah. No, I, so, you, so you prepare yourself. 
Yeah. And the rest of the the rest of the world, because uh, we're in a boatload of other countries, Johnny. We're in high double digits, so we're almost uh, we're almost into twenty countries, and you know every country is affected by this. So uh, I, I hope everybody really takes it seriously and actually listens this coming Thursday because it's going to be something. Uh, it's going to be something to uh, tune into. I think I think it's going to be an eye opener. It's going to be a tearjerker, and uh, it hit home. It, it hits home for me because it's one of my best friends in life. Right. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. And you couldn't have said it any better because yeah, I know three or four episodes ago we were both both of us, me especially, because I'm I'm a hard headed son of a bitch anyway, and I'm like ah whatever. Yeah. It's just a it's just a flu on steroids. Well. It's kind of opened my eyes a little bit, you know, the past two or three weeks that we've been doing this and everything's been going on. And I had someone ask me, I saw one of my friends make a post on Facebook uh, the other day. He said, well, you tell me one person that you know who has been affected by this virus. And I posted on it. I said, we have a client of ours. His name is Joe. His wife is Sharon. His his wife's name is Sharon. Now, keep in mind, they do live in Florida because they come up here in the summertime, but they, you know, in the wintertime, they're down in Florida. They both contracted the coronavirus. Joe uh, is now at home. Uh, he's still recovering. His wife was put on a ventilator. She was on a ventilator for nine days. And she had she had it in her will that she is not to be resuscitated. She has a you know DNR, do not resuscitate, and she is not to be on any kind of life support. Well, we went through this with Dreamer's dad when he got sick with the um, uh, pneumococcal pneumonia. You can be on a particular ventilator, which is not considered life support, for nine days, and. Luckily for us, after seven days, we took him off that ventilator and he could maintain. They tried it with Sharon. They took her off the ventilator on Monday and she passed away on Tuesday morning. So if if anybody asked me if I know anybody that's been affected by this virus, I'm going to say absolutely yes. Because, you know, Sharon, and I hope I don't get in trouble, Sharon Topinka. God rest your soul, my love. They, they're they both sweethearts, and Joe is still recovering at home. And the, the, the sad thing about all this is, even though he was, you know, he, he had the virus and he was ill, he couldn't even be by his wife's side, you know, when, when, when they decided to pull the ventilator. So I have totally changed my mind uh, about everything, and – I take things a lot more seriously now. I don't go into any store without my modern Saskin bear skull mask on. And I keep hand sanitizer in my truck. I keep gloves in my truck. I don't pump gas without gloves on, you know, cause I got to think of Papa, you know, if, if, if I were to bring this shit home or I don't know if you know that, I don't know if I told you this. Did you know that Dreamer had to get tested last Tuesday? Yes, I do. Okay. She told me she had breathing problems and and we knew she knew what it was. She knew it was her asthma. She had acid reflux. And whenever she has acid reflux, it acts, it gets her asthma acting up. 
So she called her doctor and said, can you give me some steroids or whatever? And she said, no, I cannot. She said, the first thing you need to do, any any sort of breathing you know, problems that you're having, you have to be tested. So they sent Drema down straight away down to our local place in Waynesboro to get tested. And you know, I told my boss that day, I said, look, I said, until Drema, her test results come back, I'm not coming back to work. Of course, we knew she was going to test negative, and she did. We knew what it was, but she has been dealing with this asthma crap for 10 days. Now, today would be 11 days, and it's just it's scary shit, dude. I mean, it, 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 if she gets it or I get it and we pass it along to her dad, it's not going to be good. He's 85 years old. He's you know got dementia. He's got a pacemaker. It's it's really made me open my eyes to say, hey, you know what? This is really not a joke, and you need to take it seriously. I'm right there with you. I work in healthcare, so yep. As you can, uh, so as you know, we've been taking a boatload of precautions too. But you know, happy for Dreama. Happy that's not what it is. You know, hopefully she feels better here soon. Um, but uh, just want to give everybody a heads up on what's coming next week, because uh, and normally we don't do that. Normally we don't give any you know precursor of what's to come but uh this thing is so worldwide that uh i think this is something that needs to be announced yeah i highly i highly recommend everybody tune in and hear a real life story from someone uh who's like a brother to me so i i think this will be interesting i think people will like it i think it'll open some people's eyes and uh if people are not taking it seriously johnny hopefully they will so yeah no doubt dude no doubt i'm looking forward to it I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I, I just, I'll just want to give the man a virtual high five when, as soon as we start talking. <laughs> Absolutely, he's he's uh, he's one of the best guys you would ever talk to. So, Johnny, I think that's it for today. We're gonna keep this short and sweet. Happy to hear your turkey hunting excursion, and thanks for the tips. Thanks for the pro tips. Hopefully, <laughs> pro uh, tips. hopefully here. <laughs> hopefully here within the next few weeks, I'll be telling you that I bagged my first. So, uh, dude, I hope so. You guys. You guys can email the show on the talkcast at gmail.com if you got questions or comments. Johnny, where can they find you on social media, my friend? Johnny Simo, Tattooed in the Wild on Instagram. Best place to find me. And, folks, also, I forget to say this every week. I am a good co a good not a good co-host. You're an awesome co-host. A good <laughs> host is what, I was, is what I was trying to. You're the co-host who knows most. What am I saying? My tongue, I'm getting tongue-tied. As a good host, I should say, hey, guys, go to Anchor. Hit listener support. Support the show. 99 cents, guys. You can support the show for 99 cents. Go to anchor.fm dot, anchor backslash title from the talk. Hit the support button. Help out with the show. 99 cents. That's not too difficult because you got a stimulus check. Johnny, my name is Todd Orndorff, folks. Johnny, take it away. Out. Uh, and also, don't forget, when you go turkey hunting for the first time, don't forget to make sure you have some reload. Don't forget that. I never forget. I know that. All right. Peace. We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. Uh-huh. He's known worldwide. You heard him. He has listeners everywhere. Woo. Damn near every corner of the globe. That's far. Mr. Tuttle. Let's go. I'm a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co-host that knows most, and that's Johnny, and I'm Toddy. This is the TC.